do you do, miss? Now, what can I do for you? I'd like to buy one of your animals. Uh, madam, they are not animals. They are friends. Friends? They give you constant companionship. They're true to you. They are not animals. All right, mister, I'm convinced. I want to buy a friend. Well, that's better. Now, just what is your preference? Well, you How see... about a cute little wirehead terrier just three months old? Got him in this morning. Such a delightful little fellow. So friendly. I know, thanks. Uh, don't care for dogs. You don't care for dogs? What I want is a cat. Oh, yes, yes. Well, we have a beautiful Angora. Or would you prefer a lush purse? I don't care what it is as long as it's a cat. Well, my dear lady, I don't think I understand, but I want you to be satisfied. Now, what kind of cat would you like? I don't like cats. I just want to buy one. You don't like cats? No, they're ugly and treacherous, and I don't like them. Miss, if you don't like cats, why do you want to buy one? Because the cat I buy is going to save my life. It's smooth, 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 and you're sure it's pure. That, my friends, was the voice of a man, an enthusiastic friend of C.V., describing what he likes about champagne velvet, the beer with the million-dollar flavor. You, too, will find that C.V. is smooth from foam to finish. More than that, from your first sip of the rich, creamy foam that billows on top of your glass, right down to that last delicious drop, you'll find C.V. bright and sparkling, light and lively, with a clear, clean taste that makes you sure it's pure and stamps it as a beer of real premium quality. Premium quality that costs you no premium in price. Yes, sir, it's smooth. Just as smooth, and you're sure it's pure. There is no finer beer. And now on to Dick Calmer as Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy, friend to those who have no friend. Bonjour, ma vie perfume company. Just a moment, please. Miss Burton, I am leaving now. All right, Pierre, have a good day. Merci beaucoup. And if anybody should call, I will return at five o'clock. Right, Pierre. Bonjour, ma vie perfume company. Yes, Taxi! I think you'll need a taxi, Monsieur Francois. Where are you? What do you want? In front of yours. I want to give you a ride. I've never seen you before. How's that nice? Rose Barton introduced us last week. You've forgotten me? Oh, Miss Barton. Oh, I think I remember you now. Good. Here's my car. Where do you want to go? This is very kind of you. Alors, if you insist, first I would like to go to the Jackson department store. Okay, get in. The taxi is so difficult at this hour of the morning. It takes half hour before you can get one. It's most kind of you to do this. Ah, I think nothing of it. Eh, uh, monsieur, this is not the way to the Jackson department store. Now, look, Pierre, I'm doing the driving. But uh, this is not the way. You must go... No. The, the pistol. No. Hey, Pierre, I'm also doing the shoot.
Monsieur Francois. That is who I am. Uh, Mr. Jackson will see you now. This way, please. Mr. Jackson? Yes. Monsieur Francois. Come in, Mr. Francois. Oh, Monsieur Jackson. I know you are a very busy man, so I will be... Be a new representative of Marvie Perfumes. Uh, what can I do for you? It is I who have come to do something for you. Well, that's interesting. I have come to save you $5,000. Well, that's even more interesting. What's the pitch? Como? The pitch, the pitch. Oh, oh the pitch. Yes. It, uh, it so happens I have an extra consignment of 200 ounces of Marvie. 200 ounces? Eh? That's a $10,000 order. Monsieur, I am in a position to let you have the 200 ounces for $5,000. Really? A bargain, no? A bargain, yes. But only if you pay cash. Oh, sure, but uh, you don't mind if I check with your company. After all, I've never seen you before, and $5,000 is $5,000. Oh, but of course, I insist you call. The number is Bedford 515. Thanks, I know the number. You will see that I am what I say. Bonjour, Mavi Perfume Company. Hello. Uh, this is Mr. Jackson. Uh, I'd like to check on a Monsieur Francois. Yes? Tall fellow, black eyes, a uh, scar on his cheek. That's Mr. Francois, of course, and he's one of our newest and best salesmen. <laughs> This way, Inspector Faraday. All right, Martin, what have we got? A body. Been dead quite a while. Yeah, who found him? A couple of the kids from that roller skating ring. Yeah. I just happened to be passing by on the beat. Yeah, who is he? I don't know, Inspector. Haven't touched him. I was waiting for you. Why are Faraday? So you're back in business again. Oh, Blackie. Uh, who gave this guy the business? Now, look, Blackie, scram. I don't need you. Well, how do you know? You just got here I'm yourself. guessing. I know. I followed you from headquarters. Yeah. Who is it? You mean to tell me you don't know? Oh, well, no. But, Blackie, why is it every time there's a murder, you turn up? So you've held your job quite a while. You ought to keep hoping I always turn up so you can keep holding it. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you find in his pocket, Faraday? You are looking in the pockets, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, I found a wallet. So robbery wasn't the motive. Well, what a deduction. Faraday, you're a genius. Close to it. Now, let's see if you can read. I'll read you. What's the name on his identification card? Pierre-Francois Marvie Perfume Company. Well, in French, Marvie means my life. Yeah. Let's find out why this fellow lost his. <laughs> ah, the bad day's work. <laughs> oh, Pete, where were you? Hey, monsieur, what is your hurry? This is plenty of time, plenty oh, of money. Stop that already, would you? <laughs> Monsieur Francois, is in no hurry. You don't have to put on that accent. There's nobody around. What kept you? I was not nice. You worry about me, huh? Yeah, I worry about you. You lie on your teeth. You worry about that dough. You thought I might skip. I know you, friend. Okay, okay, so you know me. How much business did you do today? Seven grand and all in cash. Seven grand? Not bad, not bad at all. It gives me two grand. I'll take it now. You'll take it tomorrow. That's when we're splitting. Look, between now and tomorrow, a lot can happen. I'll take mine now. Jack, put that gun down. I want to see the seven grand. Pile it on a table. What's the matter? Don't you trust me? Sure, I trust you as long as I'm holding a gun. Why, you... Let's see the dough. All right. There. Put it on a table. Okay. That's better. One, two, 
Fifteen grand. Why, you dirty double deal. Drop that gun or I'll break your arm. Go on, Jack. Drop it. Drop it. Now you get down on the floor, too. There. Okay, okay, Pete. Cut it out. It's enough. Well, now get up, Jack. Stay on the floor while you and me settle things. You lied about that dough. I had a reason. But forget about that. What do you want? I'll tell you. You steal the empty perfume bottles, I fill them up. But I stick my neck out. I kill the salesman, that Monsieur Francois. I got a sample case and sold the perfume. I'm the boss. Okay, okay, Pete. You're the boss. Don't forget it. Come on, get up. Okay, take it easy, will you? Has Rose been around? No. You expecting her? I'm always expecting Rose. That could be her now. No, no, I think that's my babe, Dora. I'll see what it is. Pete hates animals? Well, maybe that's why I brought him. Uh, oh, will you look at the mouse coming up over your eye? Pete, do that? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to take care of Pete. I'm going to fix him, but good. Well, what is the meaning of this? Didn't my butler tell you I was having my dinner? Uh, sorry, but I'm Inspector Faraday of Homicide. This is Boston Blackie. Yes, How do you do? yes. Well, my office hours are from 10 to 5. You can see me then. Uh, Mr. Fulton, murder doesn't have office hours. Murder? That's right. Yes, Pierre Francois. You're the owner of La Vie Perfumes, I believe. He was one of your salesmen. Well, I had nothing to do with him. He was new, and besides, all my salesmen keep in touch with the office through Rose Barton, our switchboard operator. Oh, where can we find Rose Barton? Well, see me in my office tomorrow morning. I'll uh, get you her address then. He's not very cooperative, is he, Faraday? No. Uh, want to, um... Do you want to walk out for a moment, Inspector? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll get the address. Uh, uh, that won't be necessary. I may have it in this little book here. He may have it, he says, Blackie. Yeah, now, let's see. Oh, yes. Uh, Rose Barton, uh, Skyview Towers. Rose Barton, Skyview Towers. Come on, Blackie, let's go. Right. Oh, Mr. Fulton. Yes, what is it? Uh, don't call Miss Barton and say that we're coming. What do you mean? If you do call Rose, I'll hang one on your eye that'll be an American beauty. <laughs> Come on, Kitty. I bought you, so I got a responsibility. I got to feed you. Well, don't you want your milk? Oh, that's right. Ah, I want you to be big and strong. After all, you're going to save my life. Hello? Bonsoir. Is this the Marvie Perfume Company? Oh, Pete, I was hoping you'd call. thought you were coming over to our place when you got through work. Rose, what happened? Oh, I had a hectic day and I'm kind of tired. How'd you make out? Fifteen grand. Oh, wonderful. Uh, three people called me. Jackson from the department store, Smith from the town shop, and some other guy. Good. I told them all you were our best salesman. That's the girl. Tomorrow you get your cut. All right. But, uh, uh, Pete, remember that dragonfly pin you got me? The one with the rubies and diamonds? Yeah, yeah. It sent me back four grand. Uh, Pete is getting kind of lonesome. What do you mean? It could use a friend. Friend. Okay, Faraday, this is Skyview Towers. This is it. Yeah, Blackie, this is it. Maybe this Rose Barton can give us a lead. Maybe she can't. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, 
All I know is this is some expensive layout. <laughs> You're so right, Faraday. And a switchboard operator for Ma V Perfume lives here. <laughs> We're on the right track, pal. Yeah. Here it is, Blackie. 212. Do we break in or do I pretend I'm a gentleman and knock? That's one imitation you couldn't do, Blackie. <laughs> Too tough. <laughs> no answer. Why don't you try the bell? Uh... Okay, genius. Now what? Well, the door's open, Friday. Let's go in. Anybody home? What? Somebody home, all right. That girl lying there. That must be Rose Barton. Shot through the head. Right straight through the head. Blackie, look. Next to her. Yeah, a cat. Yeah. Somebody broke its neck. Somebody wasn't satisfied just killing a girl. I wonder why he had to kill a cat. Listen for just a few seconds to a man who knows good beer and who likes champagne velvet. The beer with the million-dollar flavor. Bright and sparkling. Yes, sir. Light and lively. Yes, sir. Clear and clean. Yes, sir. There is no finer beer. And that's a fact. Go where you will, pay what you will. No better beer than CV can be had at any price. No better beer than C.V. can be made at any cost. C.V.'s famous formula provides for only the more costly premium quality materials. Then, C.V.'s careful processing and controlled aging gives you a beer that you're sure is pure. C.V.'s flavor will tell you all of that. You'll find it bright and sparkling from foam to finish, robust and full-flavored as a real honest-to-goodness beer should be. CV's flavor will tell you that you're enjoying a premium quality beer at no premium in price. You're sure it's pure. And it's just as smooth. And now, back to Boston Blackie. Pete Wright and Jack Howard are working a perfume racket. Pete kills Pierre-Francois, salesman for the Mavie Perfume Company, and, disguised as Monsieur Francois, sells the phony perfume for cash at a low price. Several of the buyers, suspicious of Pete's offer, call the company, and Rose Barton, who operates the switchboard and who is in on the racket, confirms the fact that the offers are legitimate. That evening, Blackie and Inspector Faraday arrive at Miss Barton's apartment and find her dead. Shot. Her cat is lying next to her, also dead. As we return to our story, Blackie and Faraday are still in her apartment looking for clues to the killer. You know, Faraday, this babe really had herself a wardrobe. Mm -hmm. Furs, evening gowns. Take a look at this jewelry, Blackie. Is it genuine? Yeah, let me see. Well? Oh, boy. That's no five and ten stuff. Well? That's the McCoy. And this dragonfly pin with the diamonds in the wings and the rubies in the tail. Wow. I think it's a Van Gelder original. Van Gelder, the society jeweler? Mm Mm-hmm. How do you know? Mary likes to go window shopping in this place. I recognize the design. Yeah, well, all this doesn't help us solve our two murders. Three murders, Uh, That's what I... Francois the sales. That's what I said. Three. Francois the salesman, Rose Barton, and don't forget the cat. Oh, yeah, the cat. And this pin may give us a lead. 
If it is a Vingelda. Yeah, how? Vingelda may remember who bought it. All right, so he'll remember Rose Barton. Or what good does that do? Faraday, from the impression I got of Rose Barton in this apartment, I don't think she's the type that buys her own jewelry. You work on it tonight. Tomorrow we'll see Vingelda and find out if that diamond pin will help us pin a murder rap on a killer. And police reported that the two deaths may be connected. However, they could give no reason for the double killing. That's Pete. Except I'll turn off the radio. Of a romantic triangle. Quick, Dora, put your dog in the closet. All right, Jack. Come on, boy. Shh. Go on, go on. inside, boy. Get in there. Hurry. Be quiet. Get him in there. Okay. All right, Jack. Let Pete in. All right. Morning, Pete. Who did it, Jack? Who did what? Stop stalling. Your radio is going full blast. I could hear it in my apartment upstairs. Who killed Rose? What are you asking me for? I don't know. What's the matter, Dora? Some reason for you not talking? Don't be cute. I had nothing to do with Somebody it. Somebody did. I'm going to find out who now. What's the idea of the gun? Don't make me show you what the idea is. Get away. What's the matter, Dora? What are you backing away from me for? Don't you like me? No, and I like that gun less. You can't get out through that door. It's a closet, remember? Sure, Pete. I know it's a closet, and there's a friend of yours inside. Pete, here's your share. Five grand. Five grand? What's the matter, Pete? You don't like it? It's okay. It's okay. Dora, here's two grand. Rose's share, since she ain't in any shape to collect it. Oh, Jack, you're a sweetheart. Any objections, Pete? No, but what happens to the rest of the dough? We're going to use that as a stake in another town. Are you with us? Of course I'm with you. Okay. We start packing and move on. But, Jack, what do we do in this new town? The same thing we did here. You get yourself a job in a big outfit that sells expensive things in small packages. Me? Get a job? Sure. You can work a switchboard like Rose, can't you? Yeah, but okay, I ain't never you had get a... a job. You find out where they keep their empty boxes, bottles, or cartons. But I didn't have... I'll make did... the haul, and then, Pete, you can start selling. Yeah. But no sellout, Pete. This time, I'm the boss. <laughs> Mr. Van Gelder will see you now. This way, please. Come on, Barney. Okay, Blinky. Oh, Blinky, Inspector Faraday, come in. Thank you. We uh, really appreciate you seeing us, Van Gelder. This is all most distressing. Most distressing. Why? We explained the whole thing to you on the phone. Oh, yes. Um... All we want you to do is identify the man who bought this dragonfly pin. Ah. Uh, uh... I remember him very well. Good. This dragonfly pin was bought by a rather tall man, and there was a lady with him. Were any names mentioned? No. Uh, he paid in cash and didn't want a receipt. Can you describe the man? Uh, certainly. He was in only last week. About uh, six feet tall, yeah, six feet. Uh, dark hair parted on the side, uh, black eyes. Black eyes, Yes. Uh, oh, yes, he had a scar on his cheek. Oh, that description could fit about a half a dozen characters. Yeah. C- can you think of anything else, Van Gelder? No. Uh, yeah. Well, try. Uh, wait, you please? wait. Uh, when he and the lady were about to leave, 
Mrs. Cartwright came in with her Pekingese. Pekingese? Yes. Uh, this man took one look at the dog, got scared, and ran out of the store. Oh. Cracky, a scar-faced guy who's afraid of animals. Yeah. You know who that must be? Sure. Pete Wright. None other. Yes, Faraday? And I have an idea he's the one who thought he could get away with murder. Nobody else. Now, let's show Pete Wright how wrong he was. This isn't another wild goose chase. It isn't. So far, Blackie, this case has been going nowhere fast. This case has been going someplace fast, Faraday. Yeah, back Barton Dame and the Francois character work for the same outfit. We know that much. Let's see where Pete Wright fits in. Yeah, there's Pete's place up ahead. Hey, and there comes Pete out the door now. With a suitcase in his hand, there's a babe and another guy. We're just in time, Blackie. Come on, let's get him. They haven't seen us yet. All right. Hey, Pete, going someplace? Oh, what's the... Blackie, let's get out of here. Wait for me. I'll grab Pete, Faraday. You go after the other one. Okay, I'm not running. Don't shoot. Hold it, Pete. Keep away, Blackie, or I'll shoot. Don't think you will. Let go of me. Oh, sure, after I let go of this. Okay, Pete. Get up and start moving. All right, all right. But I didn't do nothing. No, of course not. Get up and move. Nice work, Blackie. So you got your quota, too, Faraday. Who's the other guy? I don't know, but I'll find out. Find out who this gal is, too. What for? I'm nobody. Me either. Look, Faraday, you can take these nobodies in. Uh I'll go up to the place that they just left. Why? Maybe I'll find something about these perfume murders that'll let you bottle up the killer. Hello, everybody. Hello, Blackie. Shut up, all of you. Okay, Blackie, you finally got here. These three characters were getting impatient. You're late. What kept you? I was just tying up some loose ends in this case, Farney. What do you got in that box? The tip-off to the killer. What is it? Well, let me do this my way. Pete, I know the racket you're working. I don't know what you're talking about. I found some of the empty perfume bottles in your place. Okay, so I was trying to make a fast buck. Uh-huh. Blackie, what does murder have to do with empty perfume bottles? Pete here worked a swindle with Rose Barton at Marvie Perfumes. Uh-huh. First, he killed the salesman, Francois, and adopted his identity. You'll have to prove that. Oh, that should be easy. Once we show you to some of the customers... I get it, Blanky. Then he killed the Barton dame, so we wouldn't have to cut her in, huh? So you did kill her. Why, you... That was a pretty good gag coming down this morning and asking if we'd done it. Shut your mouth, Dora. Don't tell me to... Just for your information, copper, I didn't kill Rose Barton. Jack here must have done the job. What? Yeah, and he killed Francois. Boy, you dirty no Shut up, shut up, all of you. Okay, Blanky, thanks a lot. I can handle it from here on in. What are you talking about, Faraday? Hmm? You still haven't got your case. What? Of course. Pete here probably killed Francois, but what about Rose Barton? Why, Pete killed... Hold it, hold it. I told you I have the tip off to the killer in this box. Okay, let's see who it is. What do you got in that box? Here, let me show you. But the cat! Let me out of here! I hate him! Let me out! You watch him, he's getting away. No, no, he isn't. to stop Pete from worrying about cats for a little while. Uh, what was the idea of a cat, Blackie? Remember the dead cat we found next to Rose Barton? You found the dead cat next to Rose, and Pete must have killed a both You're quiet, lady. I'm solving this case. That's right, Faraday. So now you can arrest Jack here for Rose Barton's murder. What? You're out of your mind. You just said that... I didn't say Pete was a killer. I don't know what your beef against Pete or Rose was. But you knew Pete was afraid of animals. Well, sure. So you killed Rose Barton, planted a suspicion on Pete by breaking her cat's neck. You're crazy. You knew if we ever got to Pete, 
and found out about his animal phobia, we'd grab him quick. Okay, you found out. Why try to pin a murder on me? Very simple. Pete hated animals so much, he couldn't go near them, much less choke them to death or break their necks. Grab him, Lucky. Oh, yeah. There he is, Faraday. That's good. His killing Rose Barton's pet let the cat out of the bag. Blackie, my phone is not for social calls. It wasn't social, Faraday. I was just telling Mary how you solved the case. You were. And I just happened to mention that in Gelda Storm, she just happened to remember a pin she wanted to look uh, at. Okay, Blackie. So you did help a little bit on this case? Uh, just a little, yes. I gave you Rose Barton's murderer. What more do you want? Uh, what did Jack have to say for himself? It was his way of getting even with Pete. Mm-hmm. Pete had tried to double-cross him out of his cut. I see. You see, Jack... Uh, I know, I know. You don't have to tell me. Jack stole the bottles and filled them with perfume, and Pete sold them. How'd you know that? It's very simple. When I searched their apartments before, all the paraphernalia was in Jack's room, including the eyedroppers with which to fill the bottles. Include... Wait a minute. Homicide, Inspector Faraday. Oh, Inspector, this is Mr. Fulton of the Marvie Perfume. Oh, yeah, Mr. Fulton. What's your trouble? Somebody posing as Monsieur Francois sold my customers fake perfume. I know, Mr. Fulton. You know? That's right. Well, then why didn't you do something about it? So long, Faraday. Uh, just a minute, Mr. Fulton. Where are you going, Blackie? It's me, Mary. I already know how you solved the case. Yeah, but Go it... on, tell Mr. Fulton how a cat helped you out of a catastrophe. <laughs> If you want a beer with flavor, a flavor that's delightfully different, try the million-dollar flavor of Champagne Velvet Beer. It's just as smooth. Now, there's a suggestion for the person who has yet to try Champagne Velvet. You'll find CV to be the smoothest, most mellow beer you ever tasted. More than that, you'll like its brightness, its sparkle, and the clear, clean taste that makes you sure it's pure. In addition, you'll enjoy the rich, robust, and full-bodied flavor that proves CV's premium quality. Premium quality that is yours to enjoy at no premium in price. That's why our enthusiastic friend says... Try it. Just try CV and you'll agree there is no finer beer. You're sure it's pure. And it's just as smooth... Just as smooth. And now, here's a glimpse of what happens in next week's Boston Blackie Adventure. Quickly, Rufus. Yeah. In the alley. Right with you, Professor. It is now 6.10 a.m. Yeah, I know. The policeman on the beat will pass the bank entrance in just a... Oh, there he is now. Yeah. Yeah, you hit it right on the nose, Professor. I planned it that way. Yeah, you told me. Now, the moment the policeman disappears around the corner, the night watchman in the bank will walk inside past the door. Uh-huh. Get ready, Rufus. I'm ready. Good. Got the ketchup on my face. Yes. Think it looks bad now? Yes, yes, that's good. All right, now. There's the watchman. And here I go. Oh! Oh! Oh, help me! Help me! Go away. I can't open the door. You've got to help me. Please help me. 
for me, Ann. I can't open the door. Quick, they're coming after me. They'll kill me. Hurry, please hurry. If this is some trick... No trick. Open the door. All right, but if this is a trick, you'll never pull another one. Oh. Oh, gee, thanks, mister. You saved my life. Your face. What happened to it? Let me in. For sure, sure. Thanks. Don't close the door yet. Why, you... I'm coming in. What the... And you're going out. Huh? Ah, he's dead, Professor. Of course, Rufus. I planned it that way. (laughs) 